Hey, Download Listener Supervising Producer Andrew Curlin here. Are supply chain issues still disrupting operations? Well, let me tell you, Graybar has you covered. They are the leader in distribution of electrical, communications, data networking, and industrial products. Professionals across the country rely on Graybar's nationwide logistics network to get them what they need, when and where they need it, and within budget. That's right, and they're operating with one clear mission, to serve as the vital link in the supply chain, adding value for customers and suppliers with innovative solutions and services. Let me tell you, here's what makes them different, is you know being able to effectively navigate supply chains to get products on site and on time is so crucial these days, and Graybar's nationwide logistics network is a game changer in keeping projects on task. So when you need a hand powering, connecting, or maintaining your operations, join thousands of professionals who rely on Graybar to help keep them up and running. Check out Graybar. Visit graybar.com to start an order today. Hey everyone, Dirty Mo Media President Mike Davis here, excited to tell you about one of our newest sponsors at Dirty Mo, Airbnb. The irony here is that Airbnb is new to Dirty Mo Media, but Dirty Mo Media is not new to Airbnb. It has been accommodating us for years. And if you are a race fan, and I think you are, you know why. I mean, you've booked hotels at, uh, during a race weekend. They're, the prices are insane. You're stuck with these unreasonable multi-night minimums. Whereas Airbnb, you got many choices, all within proximity, and it ends up being way more affordable. Now, I'm not only a frequent Airbnb guest, but my wife and I are also Airbnb hosts. And you should be too. We've been doing it for years. I'll tell you why. We have an investment property that we realized it could be earning additional income through Airbnb. You don't have to have an investment property to do that. You could just find extra space in your home. That works too. It all could be making you some extra cash. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash host. I am weird, dude. You are weird. <laughs> Mr. Dale Earnhardt Jr. That <laughs> family picnic sometimes <laughs> gives you more than just a potato salad. That's the voice of my co-host and one of my best friends in the whole wide world, Mike Davis. We're screwed. What does that mean? No, we're not standing in that box together in our underwear. <laughs> are you kidding me, Mike? Oh, my God. That is hilarious. Hey everybody, it's Dale Jr. And we're back again for another episode of the Dale Jr. Download. It's Thursday and this is the Reaction Show. Yesterday we had Jamie McMurray on as our guest. We're going to get into that a little bit. Um, But we are in the Bojangle studio and I am here with my co-host Mike Davis. And we are giving away free regular size dirty rice. Yeah, or Bojangles is. (laughs) Well, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's through November 22nd. If you want some free dirty rice, the regular size kind. Go to Bojangles.com and make your order, or you can use the app. And uh, at participating stores, when you punch in the code DALE, D-A-L-E, there you go. Free dirty rice. Who doesn't want free food? I want free food. Especially dirty rice. I want dirty rice. Um, So we're very thankful for uh, Bojangles and their support of our show, and we're hoping that you'll take advantage of this opportunity to enjoy some dirty rice. All right, um, we are coming off of the interview with Jamie McMurray yesterday. Mike, your your um, your first thoughts about the interview? It was enjoyable. It really was just kind of like and he's an old friend. We've talked about that, uh, but the fact is, is just kind of hearing where he is at life. I enjoyed it from start to finish. To be honest with you, even just hearing what his thoughts are on Martinsville okay. from this past week, it was All pretty right. good. All right, you really had fun. 
You asked the question, I thought I'd answer. All right, start to finish. Yeah. Not one part. Well, was there a part that you didn't particularly enjoy? No. Okay, so then start to finish, you enjoyed it. <laughs> okay. Good for you. Are you still thinking about dirty rice? Just what are you thinking about? So thick. I'm just being honest. Okay, okay. What's wrong with you? I want you to be honest. What, 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 I don't want to stifle your honesty. Well, um, you're making me think about it. Okay. I just wanted to allow you the option to correct. What was your favorite part with McMurray? I really like talking to him. Dude's a good dude. We had some good racing together. And uh, we were friends. You know, we get out on the lake together and, and hang out. I, he was one of the, you know, very few drivers that I would do anything with outside of the racetrack. Our lives have both changed a lot. He he, We both are now married with kids. But he retired a, a bit early. Um, he told us that. wasn't his choice. Uh, I, I was, I'm so thankful that he was honest, right, about certain things like that. Yeah. And, uh, you know, talking to him about how he's dealing with not driving and, and does he miss it and does it, does it, you know, concern him or what would he do with giving the opportunity? You know, if somebody walked in the door and said, top five Xfinity car, go any track you want, right? What would you do? I'm always kind of, as you are, fascinated by watching their gears turn when you try to toss that in their direction, right? And having, having kind of gone through um, the last several years, I just find it crazy when they say, no, no, I don't need to. Mm-hmm. One individual specifically, Mark Martin, that we have not had on the show, um, will tell everybody and anybody that asks about him racing. He's like, I am done. Like, I, I am never going to be behind the wheel of a race car again. You can, I mean, he may, he's adamant. It's interesting for me to, like, I bug Dale Jarrett and I bug um, Jeff Burton all the time. What did they say? Nope. No way. I mean, you know, they're just like, are you crazy? Like, it's the silliest idea <laughs> ever, right? And I'm like, oh, man, you know, just go run a few laps, right? Um, they're, they're not interested. Not 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 really at all. And so, um, which I find fascinating. There's no wrong answer. Right. Um, but Jamie's really young, really in great shape. And you try to make us, I, I think, be, I think, I don't know that. I don't know how you do it, but I kind of sit here and go, I'm going to guess what he's going to say and wonder if I'm right. Like, as, you know, Jamie being young and in great shape, I would assume that a good opportunity he would do it. And he said that, right? Yeah. Yeah. So you were right. You guessed right on that? I guess. Yeah. And you know, the, um, I've I sort guess of I, thinking I guess about I this. I did. I guess I did guess right. The, the thing is, is that, um, you know, Let's take a moment. Eric Amarola. Let's take a moment. Okay, he was right, everybody. Enjoy it. In fact, you can just back up the podcast and listen to him be right yeah. again if you yeah, want to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't be right again in a few more days. Oh, here it is. There he is. <laughs> yes, the Blaney train. <laughs> the Blaney We're going to get into Phoenix here in a bit. But first, back to McMurray. Eric Amarola is going to be retiring, but I think that you get the fact that and I don't know if that's because Smithfield was leaving. What came first? Eric decided he wanted to scale back or, you know, Smithfield leaving. But that being said, there's a point in all of your lives and even our lives where the grind that we're used to in our prime starts to become pretty dang exhausting. And the thing that I really was – I thought it was compelling in, in the way you guys were going back and forth was that you guys can look back at the time now that you're withdrawn from it and realize that there was a lot of – 
uh, th- there were moments that were fun, but for the most part, it didn't seem like it was, uh, you know, that enjoyable. Yeah. The, and the, and it, I think it's probably to do with the pressure and the, all the things that you have to do to be able to get into the place where you're happy. Your happy place is in the race car. Yeah. There's so much that comes in addition to that, though, just to get to the race car that you guys don't particularly enjoy. Yeah. Well, um, I don't think the fans – I don't think the fans – want to hear us that's true say that you know oh, it was miserable but i think we are not great at articulating exactly what we're saying and so when we got into racing like when jamie talks about getting into his late model and arco and go-karts with his dad you're having the time of your life i had the best time driving my little late mall car at myrtle beach every weekend for four years all of that was amazing and <clears throat> when I got my Bush Series opportunities, it continued to be a nothing less than thrilling. I mean, it was, it was amazing. First couple years of Xfinity, still great. But creeping into the picture were new responsibilities. You know, you're going to have to do X amount of appearances for this partner. we got a new partner coming in. You've got to have to do X, Y, and Z. You know, you got this thing planned with your family or friends, and they, you know, you you got to fly to Vegas, you got to go to Florida, you got to go to Canada, whatever, right? Yeah. <clears throat> Those things are fun, uh, but they too start to litter the calendar year, and then you get into the Cup Series, and all of that multiplies by three, four, five times, and then you're dealing with multiple sponsors. Instead of having, I was kind of lucky with Budweiser had one primary for the majority of the year, and then you get multiple sponsors, and now, now the drivers today, well, they got six or seven partners mm-hmm. that want dozens of appearances apiece. Mm-hmm. You know, when you look at the calendar year, your time just goes away, and when you're not doing those things, you're working, focusing, simming, meeting, thinking about your race, preparing for the next race. And so when you do all of those things and you go out and have a disappointing result, I mean, hell, even the greats had disappointing results half the time or more, right? Even some of the greatest had many, many bad days during the year. You know, it was tough. It was frustrating. More than frustrating. It wasn't miserable. It wasn't, oh, I don't love this. I don't want to do this. You loved it. You did want to do it. But it was so disappointing. Mm. so hard to get your ass kicked after all of that effort and then have to do that again the next week and go back not knowing whether your ass is going to get kicked or not um and you'd have the good runs and just like you know just like that guy or just like me when i'd go play golf i suck but boy i hit the pin one time on a par four on my second shot and damn i'm roped in again i'm gonna do this some more you know? That's right. Now I'm having fun. Yeah. Now you're going ahead and buying a sim or oh, buy, yeah. getting a golf club I'm gonna go, membership. Go, I'm going to go get in a damn better <laughs> right. set of clubs. I'll do this more often. Just so you can go get your ass kicked some more <laughs> yeah. and get humbled again. Yeah, and then I spent the next, yeah, several <laughs> rounds miserable. Yeah. Here's, here's something that I find interesting and I want to ask you. There is a... You know, there financially, there is a big level up when you go from, let's say, Xfinity Series yes. to Cup. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of the times, a lot of people ready to get to cup just because, 
Maybe they can go invest in a motorhome. Maybe, you know, they go, they could see these cup drivers flying around on their own jets. So my question is, does that, like, would you have taken less money to get some of your schedule back? Or is the money just too good that you, I mean, because, yeah, the money's way better, but there's a cost for that. And that's because you're putting in a lot more time. The time. That's a great question. You're, you're, you're getting paid by the hour. Think of it that way. you got a lot more hours to devote when you get to cup, but you also get paid a lot more. Yeah. That's a good question. I feel like that I probably would say yes in the back five years of my career to taking a big pay cut to get more days on my calendar that were free days, days that I choose what I want to do. Now, look, I was spoiled rotten. You know, when you look at the week, I would I felt like I was busy the whole week, but I had plenty of off days. I'd have one or two sprinkled in there, you know? Mm-hmm. Um. So I don't know, you know, I mean, it was, it was optics and every driver that myself, Jamie and all the drivers that are competing now are blessed, fortunate. They got the, they got a great job. It's exciting. It's thrilling. But even then, man, you can, and you can easily make it miserable. You know, you can easily screw up and make it miserable. You try not to. I mean, some people are just wired where they'll like take, They'll get thrown into that that mix and and some, come out smiling every day, just having a blast. Mm-hmm. But some people can go in there, even if all the blessings, and make it miserable. You know, get get competitive, not you know want to win every lap. And uh, I don't know where we're going with this. Well, no, I think you answered the question. It it sort of where you have led me down the road. Now. Well, my theory is that. Money doesn't make you happy, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of probably miserable millionaires okay. out there. Okay. And okay. that, and the fact is, is that we're finding our way back. Yeah. Well, you know, Carl Edwards said, "I can get rid of this lifestyle. Oh, he I, did. I, I can walk out of this easy." Damn and right. that's when we were all like, "Wow, how can you give up that paycheck, man?" Yeah. And it's like, I, I think, I think his answer would be, "Wasn't that hard at all, actually?" And you see that in Truex as well. He's not continuing to drive because of the pay. He's only continuing to drive because he's found some enjoyment in actually driving this next-gen car and running well with it. And he thinks, you know, we're good. We're running good enough. I think I'll stick around one more year. Hell, how long does he do that until he, do, until he doesn't have that fun year? And he's yeah. like, yeah, okay, I, I'm done. Yeah. He ain't going to miss a damn bit, minute of it. He doesn't strike me as the kind of guy that would have the itch. I he think will, that when it's he done, will it's done. disappear. Yeah, he'll he disappear. Into that's the right. woods with his boat. <laughs> that's right. Um, let's, uh, but I had a good time talking to Jamie. Uh, there was a couple other things that I thought was interesting. Um, Jamie, we didn't get into it. I was almost, I, I didn't really, I, I, dude's a, you know, he, he talked about it. We, I asked him if he raced go-karts on ovals. He said he did on dirt. And he goes, you know, I, I didn't like it because it was dirty. And I'm, he's a germaphobe. Big time. Big time. Yeah. And then I thought, well, I'm not going to ask him if he wants to go run a late model stock car store race. <laughs> there's uh, no dirtier place out there, right? Well, there's uh, it's, it's it's you know it, you're going to get some dirt on your nails there. <laughs> but right. uh, you know, one thing we didn't talk about. What did we not talk that, about that year he had where he won the Daytona 500, the Brickyard? Uh, he kind of did. Yeah, but like just the With significance Bono of that year. Bono Pake. That's know, true. He strategy. did. But, but we touched I, on it. That was such a that was such an amazing feat. You won, know, won some big races. Yeah. Yeah. He did. Yeah.
What's up, download listeners? It is the biggest time of the year right now for college basketball. And I will tell you, regardless of who makes it to the final game in the tourney, one thing is for certain. It takes the most talented people working together to help these teams play at the next level. And if you are hiring, you want the most talented people on your team to help your business go to the next level. And how do you do that? Zip Recruiter. That's right, man. We just went through a big hiring process ourselves, mm-hmm. and it was helpful to have Zip Recruiter's powerful technology, which starts showing you qualified people for it immediately after you post your job. Yeah, that is crazy. Mm-hmm. Pick Zip Recruiter to help you build a winning team. See why four out of five employers who post on Zip Recruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to this exclusive web address right now to try Zip Recruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash Dale Jr. Again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash Dale Jr. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. You hear that? Your dog knows. Spring is coming sooner than you think. Dog walks, dog parks, playing fetch, all the stuff your dog loves to do with you. But the warmer weather also means that fleas and ticks are coming back. Fleas and ticks are in the grass, in the woods, and even on their dog friends. Fleas are an itchy nuisance, can easily get into your home, furniture, and beds, which can be terrible. Ticks are even worse. They're hard to spot, but can carry disease and get your dog really sick. PetMeds has your furry friend protected with the best products to prevent flea and ticks all year long. PetMeds pharmacists connect directly with your vet to save you time and deliver the best products for your pet. PetMeds offers low prices on all flea and tick meds, including NexGuard, Simperica, and more. And PetMeds AutoShip helps you save even more with additional discounts on regular shipments of PetMeds, dog food, and other high-quality supplies. So get ready for all the spring fun now. Visit PetMeds.com and use promo code PODCAST to save 40% on your first auto ship order that's petmeds.com and promo code podcast all right well we're going to move on and uh preview phoenix uh we got the xfinity series sam Mayer, justin algar cole custer and john hunter nemichek obviously i'm pulling for junior motorsports to win the championship i could uh you know sam or justin justin's 37 years old this is his fourth uh fourth appearance um or, I'm sorry, this is his seventh championship four appearance. His seventh. Wow. All right. Never won a championship. His best finish was second in 2020. Four wins this year. This is Sam's first championship four appearance. 20 years old. Four wins this year. Total. So Sam's younger. Sam will, you know, un, you know likely have another opportunity next year, as Justin will. Um, but I hope one of them win it. And with that said, I hope Justin wins one at some point in his career. He deserves it. He's uh, he's put a lot of work and effort into it, and I think he deserves it. The other two drivers, Cole Custer and John Hunter Nemechek, statistically, um, I know that Austin Hill won the regular season championship, man, but when you look at you know the statistics uh, throughout the year, Cole Custer and John Hunter Nemechek's names are right there at the top of a lot of lists. I expected Cole Custer to have a great year, but he won two races, and both were at road courses. I was shocked that he didn't win more mile and a half. But he's had fast cars, so I'm not counting the guy out. I'm just, I, I just was, I feel like that even he might say that they, they fell short of them, some expectations this year. John Hunter Nemechek uh, is moving on to the Cup Series next year, driving the 42 car for Legacy Motor Club. He's got seven wins this year. I expected him to come into this season and dominate. Um, <clears throat> and when we unload cars in Phoenix and start practicing, I will be looking closely at the lap times of that 20 car to see how we match up. 
So I think the 20 car may have an edge on overall just pure speed. Cole Custer, if we get those late restarts, late yellows, Cole Custer is a restarting machine, but also is Justin Algar. Those two guys would be really um, sitting at an advantage if they're able to restart uh, late in the race on the front row or even in the second row. Um, Cole and, and Justin are really great at attacking on restarts. Sam can go in there and win it. I told him that. I said, don't feel like you're the underdog, even though, you know, looking at statistics and age and experience, I tell him to focus on the success he's had in the playoffs and feel like that he goes in there um, as one of the favorites to win it. I, you know, I feel I wouldn't be not I would not be shocked if Sam wins it. You got any input? Uh, no, no. I think you framed it up nicely. I'm pulling for Justin Algar. I don't mind saying it. You can't say it, but I'll say it. Yeah. Um, I, I think it's uh, he's due, and I want it for him in a bad way. Although Sam Mayer, I agree with you. Did you just make that again? Did you really? Yep. This podcast on Thursday has turned into just throwing paper wads into a basket and seeing if yeah. we can make it. I'm uh, now I'm kind of wanting. He to couldn't go. even see it either. Oh, I couldn't whatever. even. All right, see. Andrew. You know what? <laughs> um, <laughs> such a so smart ass, this guy. <laughs> one of the things that I think is an interesting narrative around the Xfinity series is um, how will teammates race in this final event, right? That is coming off – I say that because we're coming off of Martinsville where a lot of things happened, good and bad, around teammates, right, the choices they made. With all of that <clears throat> conversation in the industry, you have to imagine that there may have been a bit more focus uh, in the competition meetings amongst all the teams about what is expected, like what is your role, Okay. Look, you're a teammate. This is what we'd like you to do. This is what we would expect of you in moments like this, this, this. Maybe it's a non-factor. Maybe it absolutely does not come into play. But be, pay, be, be paying a little more attention to that, I think, in the Xfinity Series especially, to how teammates, you know, compete, right? And whether they're able to assist um, each other and um, maybe whether they're able to make it more difficult or challenge some of their, you know, some of the enemies in, in, out there in the competition out there. Moving on to the Cup Series, Kyle Larson's going for his second championship, uh, and Christopher Bell's back again for his second championship four appearance, and he finished third last year. And then William Byron in his first championship four appearance um, at 25 years old, man. The oldest driver in this group is Kyle Larson at 31 years old. And then, obviously, the you know the favorite, the odds-on favorite, uh, the man who you know, just dominated the last couple of rounds of the playoffs, Ryan Blaney. He's coming in to bring it home. Um, sorry. He can't this even is, say it with a straight face. This is his first championship four appearance. Um, he's finished seventh in points in 2019 and 2021. He's 29 years old. Really, you know – for a driver, that's you're kind of coming into your prime. William Byron's a, a fantastic race car driver. Uh, he will only get better as he ages. Um, you know, Christopher Bell, Kyle Larson, that, that 28 to 31-year-old range, you're really starting to reach the peak or you're, you're nearing the peak of where youth and the risk-taking and urge to be – Daring crosses with experience. Right? 
-hmm. So we have a lot of drivers that come in young that have raw ability and are very fast. They lack a little race craft, which is basically experience. And, um, man, that that 28 to 31-year-old range, right around 33 even, is this sort of perfect meld of the two. And so these drivers, it's interesting, man. When I first came into the broadcast booth, we were pitching this narrative of the young guard, Chase Elliott, Blaney, against the old guard of Harvick, even Keselowski, and other guys. And so um, the veterans went out and won all the races and said, yeah, your narrative's dumb. <laughs> uh, but now here we are, years later, where, again, we've got some – We've got a 25, a 29, 28, and a 31-year-old driver all going for the championship. <clears throat> so I like Blaney. Ran second at Phoenix, I think, the last two times. Probably could have won last year, but Logano was racing for the championship. We do not know for sure, but I have to I have to wonder, could, could Blaney have won that race if it had been his title to win, right? Um, he's going in with a lot of momentum. Byron has had an incredible year. Kyle Larson, you can never count out. I counted him out, though. Didn't put him in my Final Four, but here he is. Hey, I, I, I'll take the criticism. <laughs> yeah, Bad choice. You don't mind taking that because you got the Blaney pick. <laughs> hey, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I got a few right. Yeah. You know, your, cha- your championship pick ain't even here. In here. <laughs> he ain't even in the room. Uh, he has a good podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Christopher Bell's back, man. Are we all overlooking Christopher Bell? Yeah, I I overlook Christopher Bell all yeah. the time. Yeah, all the time. I forget he's out there. Is he gonna Is he gonna be a threat? <clears throat> I think so. All right. Was, all right. I don't Alex. know. That's my analysis. I think. I think he's on the second half of the four drivers. Like I feel like he's actually the underdog of all four. Uh, yeah, I would say, yeah. but but Bell, I feel like at least for me, exceeded my expectations of him in the playoffs again this year. He did it He did it last year. I know. Right? Yeah. Had basically a similar season, but then came on in the playoffs, won, a, won the right races. Oh, but, and he finished third uh, last year Yeah, out of the four. I mean, you know. What's interesting this year is he's the only Gibbs car in it, and I feel like every time that helps. if somebody else, he's kind of share the spotlight with yep. or whatever over there, so that might okay. give him some. Okay. Yeah, there you go. So Gibbs can focus solely on Christopher Bell, and Gibbs and Christopher's teammates can then practice and work to help him. There's an hour, I think, of practice. So, yeah, you want some teammates out there trying things and giving you information and you plugging that into your car and making your car better. I think that that works better. I think that that is more reliable today than it's ever been with the next-gen car. With our... With the old cars, everybody had a little bit of different this, a little bit of different that. Yeah, we our front ends aren't quite the same. I, my A-arms are a little different. My mounting points, my jacking this and that and the other. And so trying something that worked for your teammate wasn't always just 100% reliable. You put it in your car not go faster and go, well, what the hell? But in the next-gen car, it's like, you know, if they try it and it's faster, it's almost every time. 100% plugs into your car and, and you you get the same result. So having teammates out there helping you. Blaney will have teammates. Um, Byron and Larson, they'll have a couple cars. So, I mean, that'll be critical in those laps of practice what those other teammates that aren't even racing for the championship, how they might influence the overall performance of these four drivers. 
I got a question. Who yes, do sir. you think of these four? I mean, actually, let's take both series, Xfinity series and Cup series. Who do you think of them as the one driver that would choose to win at all costs, including maybe even racing dirty to win a championship? Um, Sam's definitely on that list. At 20 years old, you're going to – you're going to mature with age. You're you're going to make different decisions as you get older. So he's he's a, he's prone would be the best year word to use. He's prone to make whatever whatever move he needs to make right to win this championship. I wouldn't put it past Justin. Justin's very clean though. Very clean. Yeah, Justin takes pride in Justin's that. Justin's very clean. So maybe he doesn't. When given the opportunity, you know, the championship right in front of him, maybe he still needs to do it his way. I think you're right. Right? Uh, John Hunter will move you. John Hunter will definitely move you. <laughs> All right, on the cup side. Yeah. Cole Custer will move you. Cole Custer drove through half the field just in Martinsville yeah. just to get where he's at. So I think he definitely will move you. Um, of the, but of at the least Cole guys? tells you it's coming. <laughs> well, I was there's like, hey, that. Man, hey, I'm going to have to hit you here, okay? <laughs> All right, don't be up too, too too upset. Okay, this is this is it's a situation we're both in. I, like, I didn't. I like, don't hate the player, hate the I game. I like that. I like that. He's he's not asking for forgiveness later. He's like, hey man, I told you we were gonna do this. Um, moving on to the Cup Series. Honestly, I don't. I, you know, the funny thing about the Cup Series is is much harder to make the distinction of what driver might do something truly dirty. To win the championship, I don't know that any of them are willing to do that. I think that they'll, I think they'll race hard. They'll they they'll make contact. They won't avoid contact, but they're not just gonna clean a guy out, or they're not gonna knock you totally out of the groove. They'll drive in the corner, door you, use you up a little bit. They'll do something, and they'll get physical. But it won't be enough that you can just get out of the car and go, that was bullshit. How can you live with yourself? Mm. Right? Yeah. I don't see the cup guys doing that. Yeah. Now yeah. the Xfinity guys, maybe. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. I'm here to tell you about Bolin Branch and how you can discover this new level of softness with their iconic sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% responded that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. They source the rarest 100% organic cotton for an incredible softness to start. 
Then they skip the toxins and harsh chemicals for a natural feel unlike anything else, and it all comes together with their signature weave. This special design feels buttery, breathable, and unlocks new levels of softness with every wash. And they stand behind their promise of softness. With their 30-night guarantee, you can wash, style, and sleep in their sheets for an entire month. If during the 30 nights, you don't love your sheets or feel them getting softer and softer, you can send them right back. No questions asked. So head to BollandBranch.com for 15% off your first order with code ODYSSEY. That's B-O-L-L and Branch.com. Exclusions apply. See site for details. I think it's time to do some Ask Junior. We've been putting this off all, off all week. <laughs> we have, yeah. <laughs> Going live, and we are live. We're live. All right. Hey, everybody. It's Dale Jr. Um, here in the Bojangle studio with my co-host, Mike Davis. And I am going to stick around for this Ask Jr. because my wife just said that she's going to get Isla from school. Um, so, yes, we've had a great week. we got a lot going on. Talking about Martinsville, talking about Phoenix. We've had some conversations about it. Uh, but I'm sure there may be a question or two in this in this little uh, Ask Junior, so let's get started. Andrew? Yeah, let's start uh, kind of Martinsville-related. This one comes from Nicholas. You know, in the case of William Byron looking just absolutely exhausted after that Martinsville race, what does recovery look like for a driver after, like, a grueling race like he had? Yeah, I mean, there's, uh, there's a lot of options on the table in terms of getting over that. Um, the first thing that's probably the most important is to get fluids back in your body. And, um, and so, you know, you can, you can go to the, uh, get IVs if you wanted to, but it's actually, you know, go get you something to eat, put some food in your belly and drink a lot of water and go, you know, try to get you some rest by, Probably by with a race like that, it's probably Tuesday morning before mm. you start really getting back to normal. Yeah, um, you'll be tired and drug groggy a little bit on on Mondays, but because um, that was really hard, that was really tough. Most most races you bounce back really fast, but the the heat and uh, you you know the just the temperature and soaking in that temp for so many hours really takes a while to get over that. I can imagine that that would take a lot yeah. out of you. Uh, this, yeah, you run. Yeah, Ironmans uh, and all that good stuff. Yeah, but, I mean takes, that you're takes a push, while to recover. Yeah, you push yourself yeah. to the brink, right? And so, what is that like for you? Like when you're getting done with that, it gives you. What do you feel like the next day? Uh, at least after my most recent Ironman, it took probably until like Thursday, Friday wow. of the next week to Very actually feel 100%. back to myself. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. So I think I don't know. That's probably longer than most. So, so, right, Mike? What do <laughs> you say? Take a, I take a long <laughs> judging time by your, feels like you weren't in great shape, actually. Yeah. <laughs> judging by our experiences in the Ironmans, right, I would say that's right. pretty. It, it usually, I, I'm usually back on Monday or yeah, Tuesday. Yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I'll work yeah. on the, I'll work on getting back quicker for you guys. Do better, here. Andrew. Do better. Um, this next question, Happy Halloween, uh, comes from Ronald. Uh, is there a most memorable costume that you dressed up as when you were a kid growing up? <laughs> memorable. Um, yeah, I got a football uniform when I was six, and I think I used that three years in a row. Nice. <laughs> um, I so badly, so so badly wanted to grow up and play football in the NFL, and so being a football, I mean, I was like nobody was changing my mind. I'm a football player yeah. this year, next year. 
hey, I'm a football player. You're not uh, – I'm good. Don't need any help. I've got it. <laughs> I had the pads and the whole we get up. Um, The funny thing, though, was, man, this is like 1982. And so I had like all red uniform, white and blue stripe at the shoulder, no number. I mean, it's generic. I got – I mean – we went and got the very bargain yeah. basement. Baller on a budget. <laughs> yeah, football uniform get up. But my pants had the pads. I had the hard pads, the thigh pads, the knee pads. Helmet with the plastic two bar. The two bar, Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that one, it would bite into your forehead. Oh, yeah. So it's just a yeah, little yeah. too small. Just yep. always yep. biting right into it. And leave a mark. Yeah. It'd like leave that thing right You're there. Like Peyton Manning when he got done. <laughs> right. Just trick, like it. Trick or treat. <laughs> I'm Peyton Manning. It's 1982. Is it is it cool seeing people dressing up as you every year for Halloween? I ain't seen that. I mean, every once in a while, um, there's a that they, they used to have these costumes that they sold when we were racing full time. They had costumes, you know, yeah. that kids could buy. And so, um, Every once in a while, there would be a parent. You'd send, they'd send you a picture of their kid, you know, on social media or something. Um, that was pretty cool. Uh, I seeing somebody's kid trick or treating as Dale Earnhardt is probably mm. going to be my favorite thing that I'll see on social media during yeah. this period of time outside of my own family. Um, but yeah, like the, the somebody's kids dressing up like my dad, having never seen him race a lap, and That's probably cool. not knowing a ton about his career. Um, that's pretty interesting. You talk about the three years in a row. I remember I had a three-year stretch of being Jimmy Johnson. <laughs> yeah, and my buddy was Jeff Gordon. Wow. So, yeah. What hit, age were you when this was happening? Uh, probably. Few years yeah, ago. yeah, like this this year tonight. Um, <laughs> tonight. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this will be four years in a row. Probably like <laughs> elementary school. Yeah. Yeah. Man. Yeah. Elementary school. Yeah. All right. It was a fun time. Yeah. What's a Jimmy Johnson costume consist of? Uh, we got like, you know the like they sell like the jackets, yep. like the leather. Yep. So we we I got the Jimmy leather jacket, and then my friend got what the pants? Jeff Gordon. Just anything. Any blue. I think it was anything. Right. Yeah. Whatever matched. Yeah. Being in Chicago, it was always cold, so. You know, get a um, helmet, or you just have none of that. Didn't have a helmet. I got a hat. So you were just literally a Jimmy Johnson, Johnson fan. Yeah, I was just a fan. <laughs> yeah, you were dressed up as a Jimmy Johnson fan. <laughs> Not Jimmy Johnson. The leather jacket. Yeah. That seems so Jimmy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I didn't win any costume contests. So. <laughs> but you and your friend probably got beat up a lot, right? Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> nah, we weren't wearing like. Kyle Busch or Joey Logano costumes. <laughs> I feel like you'd be more prone to, oh, to that. But um, this next question uh, is coming from Ian. What's uh, what's a good? I guess I guess Ian is going on a first date. Uh, what's a good first date idea? That's a good question. Well, let's weed out the bad ones. Yeah. First, all right. Um, any family function. That would be not good. Don't take any first date to a family reunion or anything that involves family, right? Yeah. Wait, did you do that? Uh -oh. I don't remember. Oh, my. It depends. I wonder how old Ian is. I mean, like, and I know that you're probably okay. not going to know that, but, like, that matters, doesn't it? If yeah. He's, if he's, <laughs> Let's just assume that he is um, 25. All right. All right. 
You just got to pick a number, damn it. We got to finish this. Well, all right. 25. <laughs> if you're asking for first date advice at 25, uh, you got bigger problems. Wait, but go ahead. he's going on his first date with this person, not his first date ever. I understand that. And yet I still stand behind if you're still looking for first date advice at 25, you got issues. Not everybody is so lucky to marry no, at such no, a young no, age. No, whatever. Mike. Not a, not we a, weren't all. I'm not, not a, wrong. I'm not wrong hey. on this one. You, you need you're to one of the lucky ones. Your, your Blaney <laughs> prediction doesn't get you to the dating advice. Uh, you're not right about that. Yeah. You're right. one of the lucky ones there, buddy. Let's say he's uh, like uh, 15 or 16. What's, his, what's the advice? You don't think that's creepy giving him advice for a 15, 16-year-old on dating advice? First date? I'd rather he be 25. All right, he'd be 25. Goodness. Go ahead. This, this sounds like something that you, you never even thought about going on a date until you were like almost 30 probably, right? I went on some dates before I was 30. Did you? Yeah. Okay. Plenty. Go ahead. Uh, What's your advice to 25-year-old <laughs> Ian? I can't wait for this. I'm so, hanging on it. So, Ian, just don't do it at a family function. Family That's functions it. are bad, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, man. I think, you know... Is I think you got to scratch off the uh, the Applebee's and all of those, like right? The, like the chain yeah. restaurant. Yeah. yeah. When you mm -hmm. say? Yeah. Yeah. All right, let's take them off. Movie theaters. <clears throat> Movie theaters a bad, bad one. one. Yeah, because dang man, you can't, can't talk. talk. You can't get to know. All Sounds right. amazing. <laughs> Mike? <laughs> Find me a date where you don't have to talk. That's it. Mike married her right away. <laughs> Took her to the movies. She never said a word. I married her. I went to the movies looking for her. Um, <laughs> I think that... I think a good first date, man, is like picnic, right? <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> Go to the park. A picnic. Go for hey. Go for a walk. Go to the park. Uh, you know, take some food. Um, Play bingo. <laughs> go to Shoney's on Wednesday nights. Nope. We took the chain. We took the chain restaurants off, Mike. <laughs> so okay. In Mike's case, go knit a crochet. In Mike's in Mike's case, go visit Nana. We'll take off. <laughs> they we'll, are Nana. <laughs> All right, go no ahead. Shonies no or no Denny's in Mike's case. Uh, okay, yeah. so a picnic and, uh, you know. <laughs> I mean, I'm serious, dude. You can sit down in a park. It's an easy, neutral spot. Conversation needs to happen. You can ask each other what they like, what they don't like. Um, going for a walk is a great place to in, do those type of things. The first date doesn't have to be this, like, the, the actual – location is not that important right it's really what happens like you got to get to know this person don't take them to a party don't take them for yeah. don't take them to the bar for drinks uh yeah i think the bar for drinks would be alex you're in trouble good yeah <laughs> that you just you just you just <laughs> took out you know basically alex's entire I, social life yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's that's it I would take if I was looking for a girl that liked to go to the bar for drinks, then I'd take her to the bar for drinks. Yeah, okay. Alex so. Timms would be the best person. But to But I ask ain't this to. looking for that girl. We're uh, looking my, for that's true. My that's go to point. is just an activity like mini golf or anything like that, yeah. where you can kind of get them out of there like stiff. You know, first dates yeah. are stiff. So I actually don't like uh, dinner on the first date because you're sitting down. It's stiff. They're they're usually self conscious about what they eat in well, front of you. Well, yeah. So using activity. Of That's a good sorts. call. That's a good point. So afternoon? Afternoon's great. Yeah. Afternoon. Something kinda like off the beaten path from like every other person that does. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Interesting. I like it. I like that too. We'll go with that. Mm -hmm. Yep. Well, 
You got any advice, Mike? No, I, I like what Alex said. That's it. You like the mini golf? Yeah, that's a great idea, okay. actually. Yeah. All right. What if, uh, like, are you supposed to let them win? No, you got to oh, no, no, no. You dominate. Can, you, you cannot gotta, lose. You, yeah, you can't lose. No. That's even more pressure on yourself going. Now you're nervous. Yeah. Now, now you you're feeling win. some pressure. Yeah. They like that competitive okay. side, though. If they don't, then they're not the one. <laughs> <laughs> Took her to mini golf and figured out that she Alex, just wasn't yeah. the one. <laughs> <laughs> this is just not going to work out. It's it all going you so You mean you good. can't hit that windmill? <laughs> what the hell's wrong with you? God. Yeah, windmill. Bowling. I mean, it's just. I had, I had her by six strokes and she didn't right. give a <laughs> She wasn't competitive enough. <laughs> you take her bowling. She, she, she picked her a red home. ball. I'm like, what are I, you thinking, lady? Hey, you're, you're I, don't, right. I don't mind bowling. Bowling's good. Yeah, yeah. bowling's yeah. a good spot. Bowling's good. Yeah, because that's you can <laughs> you can dominate a girl with bowling. The other thing, <laughs> <laughs> the other thing with bowling is you take you can take your time. Does it ask? Does it help your cause if you ask for the bumpers? <laughs> yeah, no, we're, I we're think that's gutter. a deal. <laughs> you're going gutters. <laughs> you're going gutters or nothing. Bowling's a time-consuming, take-your-time, conversational kind of thing. Well, <laughs> Tiff's here. Dying. We haven't even asked Tiff's Tiff. Dying. Like, Tiff, first date. Come get on a mic. She's coming over. Oh, yeah, she's going into out. She's probably going to give the best answer, and we're all going to be all okay. No, activity is good. I'm with you guys on that one. Although, all this talk about dominating your state <laughs> on the activity is ridiculous. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember where Doug Powers took you? Actually, I think we went to a Panthers game because I was a nice. Panthers fan, and they were playing the Colts, and was, the Panthers won. I've so seen sporting good. event on the li- on the Do Not list, but that was good. Yeah, it was good because you can talk or not. All right. Like if it, if it right. would have been awkward, we would have just watched the game. But you can talk on the way to the game. You can talk during the game, like football. You know, there's plenty of breaks. Yeah. Good point. Okay, so sporting events. If you were competing right. against it's Doug in, in an activity, girl, would you right? want to? Like sporting events is good for me, but we also knew each other before that, so like he knew that wasn't going to be something I did. He knew you were a Panthers fan. Yeah, <clears throat> gotcha. Yep. Gotcha. But like, if y'all were competing, do y'all get competitive with each other? Absolutely. And so, if he would have, if he would have taken you to mini golf, yeah, and you would have beat him, that would you have? Fine, I would have not assumed anything was wrong with that. No, I know. I'm tr- I'm more concerned about what he thinks about he this. Been sad. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Right. <laughs> Can't see her anymore. Watch your own way home. <laughs> oh oh man. man! All right. What a good question. Who's that, that, Ian? What, 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 I, I, we we sat there and picked his life apart. Don't even know him, <laughs> yeah, and then it ends up being a really good question. Sorry. Uh, all right. <laughs> There's a few options. Anyways, uh, what do we got time for? One more, yeah, Tim? Oh yeah, yeah, one more. Um, <laughs> let's see here. Let's find a good one. Uh, this is from Jordan. You know, you're on the road a lot. Um, obviously, working for NBC, being a being a driver, part time driver. Uh, best travel tip for uh, for just being out and about so much. Best travel tip. Yeah. Like what's my what? Okay. Um, mm. What are I mean? I'm just gonna go to what do I what what do I can't what I can't live without, right? What what is that is that helpful or no? Best travel tip, like a travel hack. Yeah. Do you have any of those? No, I ain't got no travel hacks. Mm. Everything's already done. I mean, I don't, yeah, I don't got a hack. It's just 
Just go. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, help me out, Mike. I'm trying to think myself. I mean, um, travel tips. I mean, like, listen, I don't know that anybody in racing is the best person to ask that question to, and that's 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 not a bad I question. A, I got a question. I got a question. All right. Go. Are you all right? Yeah. <laughs> so traveling, we use it. We use different apps, right? Mm-hmm. Um, what is? I think I could be complete, I could be completely wrong, but I think that there are better uh, apps than others in terms of uh, GPS. Okay. Yeah. And so, and I got, I've met some people that I'm, a, I'm a ways guy. And so, and I met some people that aren't. Yeah, like, well, I don't like that. One. You don't like that one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that was yeah. a whole thing in Pennsylvania. If I, now that I remember, yeah. you were all, you know, me and you were p- in p- Pen- p- picking <laughs> us apart because I didn't like ways, and you, you did. <laughs> in Pennsylvania. Yeah, when we were going to uh, the Kyle Larson event, remember we were driving an hour yeah, from yes, the airport. Yes, 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 yes. So. Um, that you know that to me i think i'm particular about ways ways for me is you know when i look at when i compare the apps say i'm going to drive somewhere right and i could i look at all the alternate routes ways gives me the quicker route than i see even the built-in apps on my mm-hmm. phone give me it is also i take this one particular drive quite often it's about a four about a three and a half hour drive and there's always the potential for this 45-minute delay on this trip. Mm. And all these other apps won't steer me around it, but Waze always does. Waze is like, hey, man, you're going to get off this really shady exit, and you're going <laughs> to go down this back road, and you're going to be, you know, it's going to be one lane between two rocks, and it's going to be kind of weird, but <laughs> it's going to be much faster. And you're like, all right. The other ones won't even approach, yeah. you know, sending you there. I, we were driving to Bristol for the Xfinity race this year, and I ended up on a road where we literally were. There was there was an, something delaying the four the two lane road, the highway, and everybody was taking this back road, and it was literally room for one car to go through this sort of fifty foot span where it was just rock walls down both sides, and it's like touching the mirrors of the truck. And all, we drove through, then like three cars would drive through the other direction. This was like this process. And um, had I not been using Waze, I would have been sitting in line on the highway, yeah. right? <clears throat> and so, <laughs> Waze. That's a good. That's a good travel tip right there. <clears throat> yeah, I use Apple Maps. It's hit or miss, but see, I've I I think Waze is better. Yeah, yeah. So I like, mean, if, if you would have been on a first date so like, years ago and she used didn't I was, use ways would have been the deal. I was right going now. down this uh I was going down a five lane road and over this bridge there was an accident. I knew the accident was there. I'm about a mile away. I can see the traffic. Ways is like get your ass in the right lane. That's the it's it's oh. all it's all funneling down to this lane is the open lane. Your your apple's gonna be like Hey, traffic crash. Yeah. Good luck. Yeah. <laughs> Waze is like, you know what? There is an accident and it is blocking the four lanes and you need to be in the right lane. And, uh, you know, that's helpful. Here's a that question. Do you guys have the, uh, the, uh, the audible Siri instructions or whatever it is on or you mute? I have it I on. Mute it. Oh, mute. See, that's the thing. I would actually Wait. consider 
going to a different one. That that lady talks too much. Yeah. What? It like interrupts yeah. your music. I swear. I, what? Interrupts yeah. a lot, oh, yeah. right? It's like turn yeah. right on Shepherd Boulevard, and it's like then you got to wait. And all right, now that you're on Shepherd Boulevard, turn right, and and it's just like. What are you? Are, are we married or something? Hey, and you didn't tell me? I mean, like, God, shut up. Sometimes the only update is to continue on the road. I have. Right. Like, just don't I don't even, need to like, know to yeah. continue going straight. I have that turned yeah. off as well. Yeah. I don't have anybody telling me. It, I've got it on the screen. Yeah, I can see it. That's all I need yeah, to. I can see it. I thought you meant Siri in general. Oh, no. No, no. Just the, the, the map instructions. You had Siri on directions. or off in general? I Off. Oh, she doesn't listen to me, though. She's always wrong. Wait, what do you mean Siri on or off? Do you got, hey, Siri turned on. Oh, I'm pretty sure I do. <laughs> the fact that Ask you don't her. know. Hey Siri. Nope. No. Oh no. I guess I thought I did. I do, because I mean, uh, I I use it all the time for calling people, like my wife, or my sister, or whatever. Right. Mm -hmm. I don't use it any other reason. But I'm all every time I get in my truck, my mind goes, "It's time to call somebody." I need. <laughs> <laughs> It's time I need to talk. I I never sit down to go over things, right? Like Tony Mayoff <clears throat> manages all the requests that come in for my schedule and all that stuff, mm -hmm. and he's sending me email after email. Hey, man, I need you to tell me, are you okay doing this appearance? Are you okay going here and doing this? And I never answer them. And I'll get in the car go, hey, Siri, call Tony. And then I'll say, hey, Tony, go through those emails. Let's talk about it. <laughs> I thought you'd say, hey, Siri, say no. Siri's, to calling, all the Siri's calling him right there. Siri, Siri was just calling him. Whoa. I just called him. Butt dial. Oh, um, <laughs> Butt dial. <laughs> Anyways. I, um, I, we got off the, the, the road hack, but um, the, one, the first thing I was thinking of was like, what can I not do without? And it's probably, mm. you know, obviously um, my – my Spotify playlists. Yeah. Yeah. Good music on the road. Yeah. And man, I'll be driving down the road in my Suburban with my kids in the back and Amy. And Amy will be like, she'll just reach over and turn it down. And I'm like, don't you hate that? I, yeah, Ooh. I get the same way. It's like, even when the music's at, Add a comfortable talking know, volume. Someone turns it down. Oh, I take it. Personally. She don't say nothing. She just reaches over and goes. Yeah. and I'm like, hmm, hmm. I mean, that I, yeah, I'm, I'm I mean, the same I'm, way. I'm biting my lip. I'm grinding my gears for like 50 miles. <laughs> I'm like, mm, I can't believe that. I can't believe you. I'm with you on that, and I'll take it a step further. If you touch the temperature dial, and without asking, yeah, like that that that's a pet peeve of mine. Yeah. God, don't. I have to have it on auto and sync, right? So both sides are yeah, on me the too, same me temp too. and both sides. And we Amy will be like, bust it all up. And I'm like, dude, it's going to be fine. Like I've got it on, you know, synced up on auto. It's going to cool us to 68. We're going to be great. <laughs> Whatever, right? 72. And uh, but she's like, crank it up. I'm cold. Crank it down. I'm hot. And it's like, it's blowing yeah, like yeah, loud yeah. all the yeah. time. And I'm like, you know, if you just put it on auto, it'll give you the perfect amount. That's right. Um, <laughs> the um, when you know what I do before we get in the car for the long drive to what? avoid the uh, the volume, I get into the radio before the kids and Amy get in the car, and I push all of the noise up into my speaker in my corner of the dash. <laughs> <laughs> so I turn all the roof speakers off and Amy's. 
And so she'll have it turned. We'll, I'll turn it up, and it'll be sounding perfect for her, but it's really good and loud for me. And she has yet to say, to notice. man, is my speaker broke? Or, you know. You know what that sounds like? That sounds like a travel hack. That's, a That's travel his. Hack. Tra- travel <laughs> hack. That is his advice on his travel tip. Here's what we, you do: you turn walked, all the speakers off. We <laughs> walked all the way around that mountain to get to the. Hack. <laughs> That's yeah. a good one, though. Oh, okay. Yeah, if you're annoyed by your wife turning the sound down before she gets in the car, <laughs> adjust it all to your speakers. <laughs> Man, travel hack, standing advice. That was good, SG. Yeah. All right. All right, it's time for the White Flag, the Cars Tour. Season finale is this weekend. It is at Caraway Speedway. Carson Quapple, Butterbean Queen, they're going for the championship in the Cars Late Model Stock Tour. Also, um, make sure you tune in. The pros will be racing as well to close out their year. You don't want to miss it. Saturday, November 4th, starting at 1.30 p.m., only on Flow Racing. Um, also, I'm going to be racing in the South Carolina 400 at Florence Motor Speedway on November the 18th in a second JR Motorsports entry sponsored by Bass Pro Shops. Me and Carson will have dueling Bass Pro Shop cars. It's going to be a lot of fun. Dirty Mode Media, make sure you tune in to all of our shows this week. Door Bumper Clear, Actions Detrimental, and Speed Street. We had a great conversation with Jamie McMurray yesterday. And if you missed yesterday's Dirty Mo Live, you can catch the full replay on our YouTube. Andrew, Travis, and Dalton they had some very special guests join them. So you'll want to check that out. And finally, Dirty Mo Doe will be out later today. They've got you covered when it comes to the best bets for the season finale in Phoenix. So have a great week, and let's all go to Phoenix and have a great time closing this year out. We'll see you. Check out Dirty Mo Media. Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, and Instagram.